This is Trey Heat from the Primetime Heat, and you're listening to the BPW Podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. BPW Nation, it's Big Joe back again with the Battlefield Pro Wrestling Podcast, episode number 26. What an episode we have for you. I can hardly contain my excitement because we have one huge, huge announcement, probably the biggest announcement we've made in Battlefield Pro Wrestling in our eight years of existence. Um and also a couple other huge announcements here coming up throughout the month. Now, I'd like to start here by introducing one of my co-hosts, Sage Santiago. My Our other co-host, Reggie Banner, is currently on the road. He's going to be joining us here momentarily. But, Sage, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining me. What's up, Big Joe? The Angel Voice is here. You know I couldn't miss it. This one is, this one is too big to not want to be here for. How are you doing? I am so good, man. Uh, just got back from Delaware two days ago and was able to get Ooh. away with the family for a little bit. Had a nice little vacay. Uh, got away from uh, from real life stuff for a while and, and it felt good. But uh, I don't consider re- what I do in wrestling work. So, you know, always excited to get back to this. And uh, speaking of the angel voice, we got we got quite the dose of Sage Santiago this past Sunday from Edge of Greatness as you were primarily the the ring announcer on pay-per-view so what was that like making your official pay-per-view full-time debut there sage santiago um it was crazy i mean yeah i've ring announced before i've done it down in florida i've done it for the future shows but there's nothing quite like the atmosphere of announcing for the main roster shows um especially because they are live on pay-per-view i mean the florida show was live streamed on their facebook page but there's just something different about seeing that camera and those lights flashing down on you and knowing that you you really have one chance to make this really sound great not that i don't try it all the other shows i do that but like there's just like in a way this added pressure there and um yeah it was a great honor though um getting to do it with big sean was absolutely amazing and i I'm really excited because I think going forward, I'm going to going to be doing a, a little bit more on the main roster shows um, until I eventually get to the spot I want to get to in wrestling. Yeah, well, that's the thing. You mentioned uh, Big Sean. Shout out to Big Sean Kramars and all of the gang over at STF Media, our production team. These guys are uh, bar none the best on the independent pro wrestling circuit, and uh, we're very, very fortunate to be partnered with those guys here. So shout out to Sean and and uh, John and uh, the Ryan Stone Cowboy, Johnny Buchanan. Uh, everybody, man, uh, the, the whole crew, Nick, uh, just tremendous stuff and, and uh, continuously uh, looking to to improve. And uh, Matt, who does the, the hard cam for us, um, you know, his job's not easy either. It's, uh, we have a it's... student that works on it right now, too, until he's ready. Connor. Oh, cool. He helps yeah, a shout... lot with the production back there with, like, the music and everything. Well, there you go. Shout out to Connor. I mean, because uh, without these guys, I mean, we obviously w- we couldn't do 
the the production it, as far as being on pay-per-view and all that good stuff there um i i don't want to don't want to forget anybody. I mean, I mean, we have uh, Chris Snyder as well. Shout out to Chris. Um, he's also an integral part. Like he, uh, he does uh, a lot of the camera work for us at ringside and, and elsewhere backstage and, and shout out to Reggie Banner, even though he's not here yet. Uh, but Reggie, Reggie showed his flexibility. He was able to hop on commentary and, uh, you know, call some matches with the rhinestone cowboy, Johnny Buchanan, because, you know, Sean wears, wears many hats and, uh, he's like the cog that keeps the, the production train rolling. So, uh, just goes to show all the training that, that everybody gets here and the opportunities that abound. Um, uh, and speaking of pay-per-view, I'd be remiss not to mention where you could find all the battlefield pro wrestling pay-per-views. And that is, you guessed it, Sage Santiago, on the Premier Streaming Network. And you could find them on your PC at watchonpremiere.com or in the Apple or Google Play stores. Only $9.99 a month. You get all of our live pay-per-views, all of the replays. There's other promotions on there as well. Um, definitely a great deal if you're if you're an independent professional wrestling fan. Now, uh, coming up here... We have our next show. It's a BPW Futures event, Gold Rush. That's going to be Sunday, August 13th at the Signature Event Center in Broadheadsville. Doors open at 2 p.m. Bell time will be 3 p.m. Tickets, of course, going fast because they are only $10 each. Uh, future show tickets, uh, t- the best bargain in pro wrestling. $10 each gets you a spot. And the name here, Gold Rush, is is – not just a not just a clever pun. I mean, we are starting the eight person tournament for the first ever BPW Futures champion. So Futures is a brand in and of itself, and it, we are going to crown a champion uh, very very shortly. Now the 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 eight have been selected, and those matches are going to begin. Coming up here at the Gold Rush event on August the 13th. Now, Sage, here, I can't keep this in any longer. And I know the, you can't. You've the big announcement. Since, since the, I joined. I know. The big announcement that I have here is that I, me, myself, and I, Big Joe, I am in possession of what's now going to be the most sought-after title on the independent professional wrestling circuit. Our heavyweight title belt is completed and it has been delivered now the announcement goes as follows we are going to begin having our qualifiers to end up having the final match to determine the battle the first ever battlefield heavyweight champion we just crowned our first ever tag team champions we're going to be crowning our futures champion we're going to be crowning our heavyweight champion everything is coming together here in just a few short months. I mean, we're not even a year old and everything is just falling into place. And BPW is going to have champions representing the brand. So Sage, we have so much to talk about as far as uh, reviewing and giving results for edge of greatness. And, um, you know, before I get into that, I just wanted to give another shout out here. I've done this before, but I, I wanted to do it again for Mr. And Mrs. Smith's catering, always taking care of our, our locker room, our production team. They cater all of our pay-per-view events for us. And it's absolutely tremendous. This month's menu, they delivered us beef, barbecue, brisket, fried tilapia, Spanish rice, and, and, and corn. Enough to feed an army, and that's exactly what we are. We got a bunch of hungry wrestlers and and, uh, and uh, 
all sorts of everybody that works for us, you know, back there chowing down. And, and again, that's Mr. and Mrs. Smith's Catering. You can reach out to them for all your catering needs, especially if you are local to the Pocono area. 570-236-5328. Again, 570-236-5328. And now we are going to get into the Edge of Greatness review and results. And if you missed the show, get on the Premier Streaming Network and go watch the replay. I've watched it three times already and i'm telling you it gets better each and every time so sage santiago without further ado let's get into it all right so i mentioned just a few seconds ago that we actually did have our first ever tag team champions crown and this match actually opened the show it was the uh, tag team gauntlet match that we have been building up uh for weeks coming into this match and championship material enters as team number one basically due to their attitude and their actions leading up to this point um so that was uh in 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 a lot of ways a punishment because i mean let's face it to have to go through all the other teams involved here it's not going to be an easy task so we had uh, a referee giuseppe displays the tag team titles for the bpw nation beautiful straps if i do say so myself and then we wait for the first uh competitors for championship material and here it is bryce Reedus and uranagi entering the match as the second competitors so um championship material they've they're more seasoned what an opportunity for bryce Reedus and uranagi now of course you know and this will be a theme here throughout this match as we do this review but championship material always up to something always looking to get an unfair advantage and in this match it was uh vinnie mack actually hit his package pile driver on uranagi on the outside of the ring devastating maneuver inside the ring but outside the ring on that uncovered uh cement floor absolutely brutal so what that did it did they were able to basically isolate Bryce Reedus and just uh, took liberties on this kid. Sage, what what were you thinking as you're as you're watching this from the back, like just seeing the the the, the unfair tactics starting right off the bat with opponent number one? I mean, seeing that, I feel like that kind of gave you an idea of how they were going to handle this gauntlet match going forward. I mean, I know you don't agree with it, Big Joe, but I guess he, when you have a championship on the line and you have the ability to become that first champion i mean i can kind of see why they would want to do whatever it takes to make sure that they get to that final spot and even if that means you know beating the living daylights out of bryce and yuri and you know getting you know basically isolating bryce throughout the entire match and that's what they're that's that's what they're gonna do and you know i gotta give it to bryce though he really gave it their all I mean, really gave it his all. And I think, in all honesty, he did an incredible job. And I think it was just another, you know, stepping stone for Bryce and Yuri as a tag team. And we should, you know, get ready to see them eventually go down the line and possibly become number one contenders for the BPW Tag Team Championships. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely possible that they have all the potential in the world. And, you know, every time they get into the ring, they... uh they show how they've been working together and, and they're building up their chemistry and everything else. But uh, Bryce and Yuri, uh, you know, after the, the, the two-on-one onslaught, basically after they took Yuri out, it was championship material being able to get the pinfall to advance. Now, the next competitors in the gauntlet match, uh, once again, for those of you that don't know how a gauntlet match works, two teams begin, and then once one team is eliminated, the next team comes down, and it's it's a winner stays in the ring type of deal. So championship material had to go through the proverbial 
quote gauntlet. That's how the match got its name to be able to, to get these titles. But we had two competitors from Oos wrestling, which is unify uh, championship entertainment wrestling um, out in Hawaii. And it was oceans and Manos uh, forming a team there. And, um, they really took it to championship material. This is where championship material really started to earn their earn their lunch here. Uh, Manos and Oceans, they almost had championship material several times, man. I mean, there was a few saves from Martinez and Vinny, um, each one saving the other one. And, you know, in the end, it was Ruder with the distraction, and then it was a low blow into the schoolboy roll-up from Vinny Mac to get Oceans and Manos out of there. But good showing by the uh the the Oost wrestling um the Oost wrestling brand there and uh just again another one of those things where it shows the uh the connections you know between BPW and other partner organizations that we we do work with and talent exchanges and so on and so forth um moving forward with with this match SPF enters the match next. So they're coming into the fray. We got the jet, Jimmy Conway, the line, Luca Brazi, and they came in fired up, man. Uh, you know, they came right in and, you know, right at it with championship material. Another distraction from Ruda leads to championship material, getting yet another pinfall. So they were able to get SPF out of there. So this already is another team that championship material is able to to dispose of. So that's three teams already that uh, championship material, Vinny Mac and the closer Joe Martinez are with able to withstand. Now the next team that came out here, the brothers gray, they hit the ring like lunatics. And I absolutely loved it. Came in, started putting the boots right to championship material. I mean, immediately just with the, with the, the big kicks and the punches and, and just, Doing what the brothers Gray do, um, looking like the old school Shield out there, uh, Salem and and Damian Gray. Uh, Reggie, any feedback on the brothers Gray coming in here? Were you were you a little bit hopeful that this was going to be the demise of championship material and they were going to get eliminated? You know what? To be one hundred percent honest, you big show. When I saw the brothers Gray come out, the first thing I said was, "I don't think these two give a damn about winning these belts. They just want to hurt championship material." And I'm like, yo, brothers, if you focus a little bit more, they could have won. But, you know, they have that fight type, you know, shield mentality. They just want to hurt people. So that calls them the victory championship material. But I think they could have had it if they just won for the pinfall. That's the thing with the brothers Gray. They, uh, uh, it looks like they enjoy beating people up more than they care about actually uh, getting on the mat and wrestling here. Now, again, I, like I said at the beginning of this this match review here, this would be a theme. And Ruta involved again. Like this dude needs to be banned from ringside when these scumbags are wrestling because he actually. Uh, Ended up preventing Salem Gray from getting back into the ring by holding on to his foot, and he was he was counted out. So, absolutely a, another miscarriage of justice here for uh, BPW Nation as the brothers Gray get eliminated thanks to to Mister Ruda. Now Sage Santiago, this next this it's hard not to root for this guy. The next the next competitors in this match, Danger Jameson and his inanimate partner, who he brought in. I, I guess he'd be like kind of like a, a stunt dummy or something for for old Danger because he brought a stunt dummy out to be in his, to be his tag team partner and uh, absolutely one of the 
best moments of my life until he actually got into the ring and uh, Dange went up top and ended up uh, falling flat on his face and then ended up getting double kicks to the head by both uh, Vinny Mac and Martinez. And that was the end of Danger Jameson and and his partner. But Sage, I mean, Danger Jameson, man, future world champion or what? Uh, I mean, uh, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe his stunts will get him to land there eventually, land in that victory column um, for to be the future world champion. Who knows? I literally can never predict what is going to happen with this man. I'm just going to be real with you. I didn't even know he was going to be in this tag team gauntlet. I was like, I looked at him and I was like, who's your tag partner? He said, you'll see. And then there he goes. And I was like, okay, then. So, well, I mean, I wouldn't even be surprised. I wouldn't put a bastard if he ever, you know, gets a title victory. A championship well, never- victory. Nevertheless, it was it was surprising that uh, his partner isn't actually alive, but uh, <laughs> nonetheless, championship material marches on yet again. And now here comes my pick, uh, Mook and Stock, the Vetrano brothers, and they enter the ring and they once again, they go right after championship material. Now, I want to give some more advice to the young guys here that we just had on the podcast recently, and uh, I, I picked up on another mistake. Uh, that they made here, and I, I think it cost them. Uh, the Vetranos were coming out to the ring. I, I think they spent way too much time uh, glad-handling and uh, slapping hands with the crowd and, and walking around the ring. Listen, when you got guys that are in there and, and they've already taken on four or five other teams, you need to get your ass in there, and you need to just just go at it like the Brothers Gray did. They, they came right in and just pounced right away. The Vetranos needed to do the same thing. You don't want to give these guys any extra time uh, to recover, but you know, they are young and they're going to pick up on these things as they gain more experience. Reggie, this match here between the Vetranos and championship material, were you surprised by the way that it ended up or did you kind of expect the more experienced team to, to kind of stay put there? I definitely expected the more experienced team to win. However, what I wasn't surprised about was that somehow Mr. Ruder came back in, and cheated. Like, it looked like he grabbed one of their ankles or something. I don't know. Like, he he just, the referee should have threw him out, you know, from ringside at that point. Because he cheated five times, four times in a row, and they just kept getting away with everything. It was, it was BS. Like, if, if Ruta wasn't there, I think it would have been a different story. I think the Vitranos actually could have pulled off the upset. Yeah, I, I mean, that's the thing, too. It, it definitely appeared that he grabbed uh, stock had him up. In, he had uh, I think it was Joey up in a, a vertical suplex position and Ruta grabbed his ankle and, and Joey ended up landing on top of him to, to steal the pinfall. I mean, the thing of it is, you know, we could sit here and, and piss and moan about championship material and how they're cheating to get these victories, but they're so good at it that they, they keep getting away with it. Obviously, this is. You know, how many times in a row? I mean, it's just crazy. But this is where I finally thought that it was going to come to an end for championship material. Alpha and Maluda from the the the, the bloodline, the table, the dynasty, what, you know, whatever you want to call these two um, came out to the ring and they looked focused. Uh, Vinnie Mac brings a chair into the ring and, and he was really thinking about using it. And then the, the ref wasn't aware of it at first. But then Alpha and Maluda just snap and finally get a hold of the chair and, and a sheet pen. And they just went to town. I mean, this has been coming to a head literally for years uh, between Vinnie Mac and uh, the dynasty. And they often Maluda really put it in 
to championship material with those uh, inanimate objects there. So uh, sad that often Maluda got eliminated via DQ, but I was happy that uh, the starch got taken out of Vinnie Mac and Joey Martinez. So that only leaves one more team. And uh, this the, the, the team that I'm going to name ended up winning the BPW tag team titles. And I know one podcast host that's going to be uh, head over heels about this, this result here. So prime time heat led, led by code red on the outside. We had Trey heat and Dio Bando teaming up here to form the, the duo and Dio and Trey were in control the whole time. I mean, championship material was so beat down by this point. And then especially with the, the onslaught by Offa and Maluda that, uh, they landed the the heat check, which is uh, a flapjack into into a cutter to get the pinfall, all uh, um, the 3D like the the Dudley Boys used to do. Uh, they've made it their own and and adapted that move. Um, and championship material, like I said, they just had nothing left. But the story here, and this is the way that the that it works sometimes, is they ended up getting their just desserts uh, championship material because for whatever reason they felt it necessary to attack primetime heat before the pay-per-view even started. So nobody was happier than myself to see championship material get pinned. And uh, big congratulations to Trey Heat, Dio Bando, and the OG Code Red being crowned the first ever Battlefield Pro Wrestling Tag Team Champions of the World. Sage Santiago, your thoughts? What did I tell you two last week that was going to happen? I oh, never gosh. did not have faith in my boys. I knew they were going to win. I knew they were going to be the first tag team champions. I It's just like amazing. And I also told you guys last week that this whole podcast will be dedicated to them. Um, so, yeah. And I, I just want to hear you say it again. I really would love to hear you say that again, Big Joe. Who are the new, who are the first ever BPW tag team champions? Prime time heat. Uh, how beautiful i love it and i'm so excited to see this rain continue and you, you know i mean it just started i can't even say it continued like it literally just started i oh god i am just at a loss for words because i mean i had faith i knew it was gonna happen but you know watching it in real time oh, beautiful say santiago might have spoke this into existence reggie banner now i mean the one thing reggie that yeah. i i think we have to touch on here is the fact that uh this, as you could see from the the competitors in this match, this tag team division is stacked, and it's getting deeper and deeper every month as we we keep bringing in new teams and and new talent, and everybody wants to be part of the the battlefield pro wrestling uprising. So, uh, it's certainly not going to be easy for uh, primetime heat to hold on to these title belts. And I mean, Reggie, I mean, honestly, what's fair is fair. We got to give hats off to championship material for going from number one and making it to the very end. So do you feel like they automatically deserve a rematch? Maybe in a, a traditional tag team setting, just because they were able to outlast all the other teams. I, I would have, I, yeah, I would have said they deserve a rematch because I mean, yes, they chose some questionable tactics, but they made it to the end, you know what I mean? And who knows if Alpha and Sean didn't, like, serve them up on a silver platter to prime time how, how that match would have went, you know what I mean? Like, they probably could have cheated again and possibly beat them. Maybe not. But they literally gave it their 100% as a team. They came up short, but they showed, like, 
they're here to stay as well. Like, hey, we're the veterans here. We want the chance to get those belts by ourselves. You know, I can see a single or a tag team match happening between just those two teams. And who knows? Results might be different. No offense, Sage, but it could be different. Yeah, it certainly can be. And, you know, I think, you know, uh, what's fair is fair. I can't believe I'm saying this about championship material, but the fact that they made it that far, I, I, Maybe I'm just being selfish because I want to see that match again. I'll just put it like that because that's that's really what it boils down to. But once again, big congrats to our first ever Battlefield Pro Wrestling Tag Team Champions, Trey Heat, Dio Bando, the OG Code Red, prime time. Love it. <laughs> Little shout out from the BPW Nation. We are going to stop right here, Sage Santiago and Reggie Banner. We're going to take an ad break to hear from one of our great sponsors that help keep us on the airwaves. What's up, BPW Nation? This is Big Joe here to tell you about yet another one of our tremendous sponsors, Family Auto of Effort, Pennsylvania. Family Auto, located at 227 Service Road in Effort, Pennsylvania. They specialize in both foreign and domestic vehicles, major and minor repairs, all performed by ASE Master Technician John Audet. Family Auto, visit them online, familyautopa.com. Head on over to Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Family Auto Effort. PA or do it the old fashioned way and give them a call 570-620-0150 again family auto 570-620-0150 all right we are back thank you to all of our great sponsors and uh the 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 train rolls on here boys and girls we're going to continue to break down this uh edge of greatness pay-per-view and uh next match we had the intellectual interrupter jj smith who has been making tremendous strides here in in bpw earning his way onto the pay-per-view uh once again taking on the a veteran here in mr Goodluck sam adams the crowd was hammering jj smith we had nerd chance raining out all throughout broadheadsville pennsylvania absolutely incredible that's right, Homer Simpson. Absolutely. That's what it sounded like in the crowd. They had J.J. Smith reeling from all of his uh, his nerd chants here. And Sam Adams with the advantage early on. The action actually spilled to the outside of the ring. And, uh, you know, J.J. Smith, man, he, he he took some shots on the outside. But then uh, once the action made it back into the ring, it was actually J.J. that gained control Um and landed some impressive suplexes. Uh, in the end, however, it was Sam Adams with uh, that elevated Boston Crab uh, for the submission victory here. Um, I know both of you guys, Sage and Reggie, have been big proponents of of JJ Smith. I mean, um, Sage, what do you think? This is a, it, despite the loss, this is still going to be good in the progression for JJ Smith moving forward. Oh, most definitely. I 100% believe that. I mean, yeah, he can be a bit of a dickhead, but at the same time, he's really starting to show himself and show that he can hang with veterans in the business. And although it was a loss that, you know, he still showed himself out there. He was still on the pay-per-view. He's still like, he did incredible. I mean, I know not a lot of people saw this, but he was bleeding bad after the match. And he like, I'm not entirely sure when it happened, but like, regardless, he's still you know did the match because when i was ring announcing i saw a pile of blood in the ring so that just shows that he at least was in the ring for quite some time for that to build up and i there's no denying the fact that he is talented and although 
people may not like him. I mean, the crowd certainly called him Ed Sheeran during his match. I just think, you know, he's he's got a lot. You know, he had a lot of talent. And I, in a way, I can't wait to see him keep climbing up the ladder. That's crazy. Reggie Banner, your thoughts? Man, the way the crowd treats J.J. Smith, it just shows how unintellectual they are to, you know, love his greatness and what he brings to this business. Uh, again. Like, J.J. Reggie, literally studies his opponent. Have you ever seen – Reggie Banner's – He's on the payroll, man. Uh, there's no question about it. Nerd! Every single week we talk about J.J. Smith. <laughs> Reggie Banner's out here uh, with a ringing endorsement for J.J. Smith. But uh, nonetheless, you know, you mentioned the adversity with uh, getting busted open a little bit and being able to soldier on. And uh, that's that's a make or break moment for, for a professional wrestler, man. So uh, good for J.J. Smith. Sam Adams able to get himself in the win column there. Match number three. To the bombshells division, we had T.R. James and Tina San Antonio in the rubber match, each bombshell with one victory apiece over one another. Um, this match, largely what we could have expected. T.R. James in a position to win. Um, both women going back and forth prior to this point, but Re Tiff Tiffany, our referee in this match, was actually knocked out in the line of fire this time. She ended up uh, catching so some boots to the face Um from a move that was being performed and uh, San Antonio uh, with the face buster as Tommy pro came out in relief to count the three. So Tina San Antonio with the leg up winning the rubber match against Tiara James here in the battlefield bombshells division uh, match number four. Now here we go. We have the debuting Jordan Oliver taking on uh, BPW veteran and stalwart encore more and uh what a great match this was jordan oliver i'll tell you what the first thing i noticed was this guy is a lot taller than i was expecting he has a long frame so he's not the easiest matchup for people and out of this match you could tell each guy wanted this one man they were trying to stay on top of each other each man trying to get an advantage oliver making his debut coming to us from czw and gcw calls himself the east coast ace uh, i think they called him the Big Breakfast, which I find interesting. Um, you know, everybody has their nicknames, but uh, both men, again, landing super high-impact moves. Oliver with his patented cloud cutter in the end, which is uh, a cutter. He he launches himself off the off the, the second turnbuckle and into the cutter. He just caught Encore. Uh, successful debut in BPW. But uh, Reggie Banner, the story here is uh, the BPW crowd – Still getting behind Encore more despite the loss. And, I mean, it just shows that he's a true BPW fan favorite. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. The crowd loves Encore He because he brings something different. You know, he's not just considered the last entertainer for no reason. You know, like what he does in that ring. Like, for example, Jordan Oliver, able to put him in a vertical suplex and still hold him up there, man. Like, it's impressive. Although, like... They were pretty well evenly matched, but it kind of seemed like Jordan Oliver wasn't playing these games. You know, he didn't want to dance. He didn't want to clap. But he just wanted to wrestle, prove that, you know, hey, I'm more superior than you. And it just wasn't on course night. It wasn't. Um, but still, I, I take my money to see a rematch there because that was a tremendous matchup. And I, I thought it was going to be and it. They definitely did not disappoint. So we have I'm the... The next match we have coming up here, um, before we get into the, the next match, actually, we had a uh, uh, a call out by the seven foot tall Ox Adams. He came out to the ring and uh, I don't know if he's been listening, but uh, he's 
must have been listening because we've been calling for a step up in competition. Now he's going from the frying pan into the fire here. Ox Adams must have lost his mind because he came out and said there's only room for one giant here in BPW, and he called out Gene Snitsky. Gene Snitsky. I mean, Gene Snitsky is is our first draft pick. He is uh, the, the the guy that helped pave the way for BPW and everyone here. And Gene, with so much experience on all levels of this business, WWE included, he had such a successful career there for years and uh, has wrestled every, anybody who's anybody uh, throughout this industry. And Ox Adams coming in, he's still a rookie, and he calls out Snitsky, St. Santiago. What is he thinking? I'm not sure. I, I do have a serious question, though. Who is taller between them? I think Ox might have an inch uh, or two, an... maybe but a few I'm... inches. Okay, okay, so he finally has somebody that's, like, actually, like, the same height as him now. Close, because, yeah, I very mean, like, close. He went against Phil Insane before, and although I think Phil was definitely, like, up that ladder of competition, it definitely, you know, he still had a height advantage on him. I think now is definitely going to be Ox's time to actually prove if he's the giant or not. Um, I don't know what he was thinking. I don't know if he's just, like, I don't even know. I really don't know, Big Joe, but, you know, it's a bold move, and you got to give props to him for at least, you know, getting out there and, like, having the balls in a way to do so. But um, I guess we'll see what happens. And, you know, I, I very much so would like to see this match actually take place. I, I want to see Gene Snitsky kick Ox Adams' ass, and I think oh. that's going to happen because it's not even – it's not like you mentioned that he's not going to have that much of a height advantage. He's certainly not going to have a power advantage. Um Gene, uh, yeah, one, it, it's going to be interesting if Gene goes like his biggest match. Yeah, if if Gene goes ahead and, and answers this call, it, it might end up being a disaster for Ox Adams. I mean, we it's like I, I I just can't imagine what's going through his head. I understand trying to make a name for yourself, but you have to toe that line between uh, you know making a name for yourself and and getting killed. Reggie Banner, what are your thoughts on this whole situation? It's like watching the juvenile lion who's finally got some hair, you know, he's got some mane, and he thinks he's all that, and he wants to be the one who's going to run the kingdom. And they always challenge the alpha male. Snitsky's that alpha male, and I think he's going to show Ox Adams that he's not ready to run, you know, run the um run the kingdom yet. So he'll give a good shot, but you know, since he's battle scarred, he's beat up, but he's got a lot more to take than Ox realizes. Yeah, not to mention Snitsky's undefeated streak here in Battlefield Pro Wrestling. And now that uh, we, we have the uh, upcoming uh, jockeying for position, so to speak, for the heavyweight title and uh, the announcement of the belt uh, being ready to be placed on one of these competitors, I mean, Snitsky's going to be even more motivated than he is. The guy's in the best shape of his life. Um well, I mean, he's always been in tremendous shape, but I mean, he's really, he's still not taking any days off in the gym. So uh, best of luck, Ox Adams. As far, it's from, as, far as I'm sitting, it's uh, it, it wasn't a good call. But uh, moving right along here, we got match number five. It was a futures four-way match. RJ Carnage versus Nolan Pierce versus Malik Del Bonte versus Arson Kruger. Man, a match just pure athleticism and one-upsmanship the whole time. We saw suicide dives. We saw moves off the top rope. We saw a, uh, a 450 splash by RJ Carnage. We saw cross bodies by Arson Kruger. We saw a Tower of Doom 
which uh, that's a move where somebody goes for a superplex from off the top ropes and another, a third man comes in and grabs the, uh, the giver of the superplex and power bombs him. So absolutely devastating there. Um, Nolan Pierce lands the hyper pop knee strike on Malik Del Vonte and gets out of there with the win. So this is going to be huge in catapulting Nolan Pierce and uh, to see what's next for him. Because the, again, it's hard enough. We say this all the time. Beating one person's hard enough, but to, to survive three, uh, three other competitors, very, very impressive. So uh, hats off to Nolan Pierce there. Uh, match number six. Now here we go. Spencer Slade comes out and uh, this is the Spencer Slade open challenge this month and who else who else would answer the call but the Philadelphia Playboy Playboy comes out swiveling like a swiveling fool giving out his roses and trying to just get under the skin of Spencer Slade and and, and he did but uh you know this was the, the story here Spencer Slade just outclassed him um you know, the, the, he's a, he's an all-American amateur wrestler. Uh, Slade was able to slap on that ankle lock. I don't care who you are. You have no choice but to tap, and that that was the case for the Philadelphia Playboy. But, Sage, where were you when the lights went off and Dark STG made his way to the ring? I was in the back. <laughs> I was terrified. I had a – oh, my God, Big Joe. Oh, my God. This man – scares the living daylights out of me i I, oh my god i wish you were there for it because when i had to go out to the ring to announce the next match he was still walking into the back and i had to pass him and i almost like literally like shit my pants i'm sorry for my language but i almost shit my pants (laughs) this man like he's he's like oh i was in the back i was just standing there the lights go out i was like god no please please don't tell me he's back god no and there he was there he was I mean, I for one was was ecstatic because I think we're gonna get a dark STG and Spencer Slade match, which uh, I mean, that's freaking main event worthy on, on any promotion. But holy smokes, I mean, I can't wait for that match. But STG comes out to confront Spencer Slade, and uh, STG, I mean, he got the best of him in this exchange, and it was actually Spencer Slade that uh, decided to take a powder and get out of there. He did. He it seemed like he didn't want any parts of him. Uh, Reggie, what what do you think was going through Spencer Slade's head that STG came out and confronted him, of all people? See, when Spencer Slade ran away from Dark STG, that actually terrified me because you actually never see Spencer cower in fear from anybody. That's true. And here's the biggest takeaway that I had. The crowd was chanting for STG. And if you notice, if you go back and watch this on the pay-per-view, as STG's walking up the ramp, he stops and he acknowledges the crowd with just an ever-so-subtle head nod. So what is going on with Dark STG? Is he about to be light STG? Like, who knows? But all I know is I want to see that match. I mean, uh, absolutely two tremendous athletes, Dark STG and Spencer Slade. Match number seven. Bull James versus superstar V Marino. V Marino, such a clown, comes out to Rick Astley's never going to give you up. Uh, they, they call that Rick rolling somebody these days. And, and you know, it, just what a goof. And, uh, of course, the match starts. V Marino takes a powder to the outside of the room. Or outside of the room, excuse me. Outside of the ring, 
rather. And uh, from there, it was just Bull James. I mean, he was chopping V Marino from corner to corner. I mean, absolutely giving this kid everything he could handle. V did manage some offense, but Bull James way too powerful. I mean, he nearly clotheslined him out of his boots. And then Bull ended up dropping uh, kind of like a modified whoopee cushion, like uh, Doink the Clown used to land. He used to do it like uh, it's it's like basically like a seated senton. But uh, – instead of from the top ropes, it's just from, from the ground. And I mean, when 340 pounds is coming down on your chest like that, it doesn't have to be off the top ropes and uh, yeah, flatten them like a pancake. So bull um, continued to chop V Marino after he was able to pin him for the three count. And uh, yeah, V Marino uh, probably won't be barking up bull James tree anytime soon because uh, yeah, absolutely carve the hole in V Marino's chest with those chops. And now ladies and gentlemen, of course, it's time for the main event. Everybody was ready for this match. We had the indie God, Matt Cardona returning to the battlefield to take on Casey Navarro for their second match in battlefield pro wrestling, their third overall and the rubber match as Cardona made it known prior to the match. Um, Casey comes out. He gets in Cardona's head right off the bat. Uh, you know, he comes out to uh, Zack Ryder's old theme song. And uh, you could see immediately Cardona upset by that. Casey uh, comes out with his own internet title that he had made. And uh, again, not going to please Matt Cardona. Cardona attacks Casey from behind on the apron and really just started taking to him from there. This match literally went everywhere around uh, BPW arena. I mean, they went through doors. They went through tables. They used chairs. They used kendo sticks. There were low blows. Both men took it to the absolute limit. And uh, you could see neither one of them wanted to give up. But in the end, it was Casey Navarro landing the biggest move, which he calls the Jesus piece, which is a standing, mo it's a modified standing Shiranui. And uh, what a tremendous victory for Casey Navarro. Cardona did have the class to, um, to, to acknowledge Casey Navarro after the match. And uh, they shared a great moment, a uh, mutual show of respect there, but for Casey Navarro, huge victory here in BPW. And we're so glad to have him on the roster here. Um, absolutely tremendous. And uh, we've been blessed. We are blessed. There you have it. That's what I just said. We are blessed. Oh man. Reggie banner, St. Santiago. This concludes another episode of the battlefield pro wrestling podcast next week we are going to review bpw futures gold rush reggie banner right off the top of your right off the top without even thinking about it before we even get into it who is your pick for the futures champion v marino oh wow even with his caved in chest after bull james left his his, his imprint on him listen even with that kid in chest, I still think Reaver is going to pull it off. I think he's mad now, and he's going to cave in some chest himself. So I oh. I got my money on V. We'll see. Sage, what do you think? Uh, Sam Adams. I'm giving it to uh, Puerto Rican King. I Puerto Rican in... Puerto Rican King, and probably the most experienced in the tournament. So I got to give it to him. I yeah, I got faith. Not bad. I'm withholding my pick. Um. As the host, oh, so I you have... get to ask us, but we can't. We can't ask you who your pick is. I have that right. I mean, I, I'll go Bryce Reedus. Oh, Ooh, that's a that's an interesting choice. I like that one. Is it interesting or is it smart? It, a little bit of both. A little bit of both, because he's like, 
kind of a wild card when it comes to this. I mean, he calls himself the heart and soul, but I always was a fan of him, you know, as a singles competitor. I think he has a lot to prove, and I think this is the right proof against him to do it. So we'll see, man. We'll see. We will see, and we are going to have a full review of the first matches in this tournament next week, as well as uh, fan Q&A and fantasy booking with a twist will return next week. So, Reggie Bender, that's going to be your task in bringing us a fantasy booking match to discuss here. So it could be BPW versus the world, past, present, or future. But once again... This concludes another episode of the Battlefield Pro Wrestling Podcast for Reggie Banner, for Sage Santiago. This is Big Joe Machesco, and we are I'm coming out in Julian Gray's face.